welcome to the Business of You podcast, the show dedicated to helping service entrepreneurs build a better brand to grow a bigger business. I'm your host, Michelle Griffin, and I'm here each week empowering you to put yourself out there, sharing actionable tips and inspiring stories so you can create your personal brand, grow your dream business, and build your future, all while making more income and more impact doing exactly what you love. I'm super excited you're here. Now let's get going with today's show. Welcome to the show. We've got an amazing guest today on the business of you all the way from Copenhagen. We have Patrick from Shield. Patrick, it's so good to have you here. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me a lot. Yeah, it's super great here being here today because we are talking, as you know, in the business of live, all about your professional, personal brand and thought leadership as a business advantage. And so I brought you on today because you and all the Shield team are so amazing at content. I follow you all. Not only that, I mean, you're great about always touting the importance of personal branding and, and personal branding and uh, content go hand in hand. So that's what we're going to be getting into today. But before we do, Let's tell everyone who are not familiar, what exactly do you do at Shield and how do you help out the team? Yeah, so I'm responsible for digital growth at Shield. So basically I also create content almost every day because that's how we also grow the, the, the presence of the company by every individual creating content on their personal pages. And so I'm also reaching out to customers and talking with the existing customers. Yeah, no, you guys have a great team. How many of you are, what, like 20 of you? How many, how big is the team at Shield? Oh, we are a pretty small team. We are like 13, 14 people. Okay, well, it seems like more because you all are so active on LinkedIn, which is important because you guys are working on your personal brands as well as the company brand. So let's jump right into it, Patrick. We're all here for one reason, how to get more engaging content for our personal brands. But before we do that, can you tell us why you and all the Shield team are always talking about personal branding and LinkedIn? Why is it so important? Yeah, so it's it's because of the same reason that I just mentioned, right? So many companies are still posting from, from their company pages on LinkedIn. And it's much more beneficial if all the employees are posting from their personal profile. So also the company itself can benefit from the, the, the growing personal brand of the employees it has. Plus in, in my point, point of view, if you do personal branding, it, it's nothing more than just being visible and just putting yourself out there. So people actually know that you exist because before I was creating content on LinkedIn, it was pretty hard to network with people and with the groups I wanted to network with. So I was for, just as an example, when I was looking for a job, right? It took so much effort, so much application. But now, for example, it would be so much easier because I just have a nice network on LinkedIn. People just know what I'm interested in, what I'm good at, and they just know I, I'm, I exist, I'm out there, and they just know about me, basically. So I'm pretty sure there are, there are many, many more people who are smarter than we at Shield, who are smarter than me personally, but they just don't let them let their their voices be heard and it's pretty hard to discover if you don't create content on linkedin exactly i mean showing up is one thing having a profile and so many people think well i'm on linkedin i have a profile but 
that's only one part of it. That's the first part. You got to hand in hand, have content to go with that and connection. I like to think of it as content, sorry, your connection, like your profile, then your content, then your connection. But you're so right. That's exactly why I do my personal branding because there's so many amazing people out there. We just don't know about because they're not visible. And, and that's a huge thing. And content is the way to do that. But so many people struggle with content. I mean, we could talk about that for days, but the idea is that we want to have content that engages, right? I mean, you can put content out, but it's got to engage. The idea is you want people to talk about it, to comment on it, to like it, to share it, to start conversations and the connections. How do you define engaging content and what really is that? Can you tell me from the point of view from the shield and you, what you think that means? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if there is a number that, okay, so from this number of comments, it's engaging or from this number of likes is engaging. I think everything that, that provides value and, and people find valuable, it's engaging. And of course there are some best practices, how you can achieve it. So as an example, I don't know if you have content pillars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I yeah. think it's advised to have usually like three content and so you can be known of pretty tight segments, right? So if you want to be known of videography or you want to be known as a LinkedIn expert, or you want to be known, I don't know, whatever, it's really doesn't matter, but so you just have to develop these content pillars and create content about these pillars consistently. And, and it's also really important in my opinion, to be consistent. It's not just because of, of the algorithm values it, but it's also just getting more engagement, right? Exactly. You gotta, you gotta be consistent. And I tell my yeah. clients, look, you gotta stay in it daily or as frequently as you can, because you can't just show up one day week and say it doesn't work. I mean, the consistency wins is the way I like to say it. And some days are going to be better than others, but you learn from each day. And I also say that, you know, just because you may not get as much engagement on one post as the other, people are still seeing you, you know, and that's the thing you are showing up. Put yourself out there is like my saying, put yourself out there. When that happens, you get out there, the magic happens because people see you and then you're making that connection and then getting the community. It's a ripple effect. Exactly. Um, yeah, but, and I, I, sorry for no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think, I think it's also super important to mention because I think there are many people who don't create content and don't post on LinkedIn because they just, they are just afraid that what people think of them. Exactly. That is the and number one thing. I agree. with you? And, what happens if you don't like a post, you just scroll over, nothing happens, yeah. right? Yeah. So nobody will judge you that, okay, Patrick no. is so dumb because he's putting out something there. Yeah, we're all kind of wired for that. I mean, some people more than others, and I get that, you know, no one, like, we think people care more than they do. Like, in a sense, we're just scrolling, we're in a hurry, whatever. And a lot of times maybe you don't engage because you're in a hurry and you got to get on a call or whatever. It's not you. Don't ever take it personally. You know, that's yeah. what I try to help people. So the fears, the common things I see, they, they're scared. They don't know what to say. They're scared. People are going to judge them sometimes. I get that. And, you know, they just are, you know, don't know where to start or, or hesitant. There's a roadblock or something. And, and I think then it comes back to fear, you know, and it's not very valid because once you start doing it, and I'll tell you a little secret, I wasn't very consistent on LinkedIn either. And then on January 1st, I started the 365 challenge because I was tired of being inconsistent. And so I made a pack with myself and we have a challenge and a hashtag and there's about 300 people in that group. We're consistent every day or we're trying to be, I, I haven't broken a day yet. And it, if you show up consistently, it gets easier. Wouldn't you say it gets easier each day? And, and so you're less intimidated. That's another power of consistency. 
Yeah, and it's not so hard. I think if you if you have a content calendar yes. that is always updated, it's easy and it's all it also makes a difference. I think everybody has ideas and everybody has stuff to share, but it's also a matter of if you write them down. It's something super easy, but makes content creation so much more simple. If actually if you have an idea, you write it down and then you have it in the content calendar. Exactly. And Make it easy and manageable. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so now we know what engagement, engaging content is. We know some of the common struggles people have, which we want to encourage that they don't. Why, where would you get started? Say someone's listening here today, either live or in the replay, and they're like, you know, they're right. I really, really, it's been bugging me. I need to get out there. I need to start showing up as me. What are some of the things we need to do before we start doing that content? I know we said content pillars. Let's talk about some of the other things. And then let's talk about the best practices and the ways to get started. Because I want people to get out there just like you. I want people to get out there and not stay hidden. So let's, you and I talk about the, from the personal branding aspect, what are some of the things we should do before we start posting? Yeah, so it's definitely the profile that should be optimized, right? Because eventually when you yeah. create content, you want people to visit your profile from coming from your content, right? And so yes. if it's not optimized, you just can't really harvest of that content. So I think uh, a nice profile picture and just in general, the description, I think as a general rule, shouldn't be about you, right? But how you help the people who will come to visit your profile. So I think that's something that's a good start. And then regarding creating content, the mentioned content calendar to have the, usually how we do it at Shield is that we have the three pillars that mm -hmm. you choose, whatever it is, and that's 80% of the content you post. And then there's 20% for, for testing and experimenting with new stuff. Okay. That's interesting. I want to ask this because I really love everything. I even follow the Shield company page, everything you guys do is great content. So you guys do an 80-20 for 80% professional and your 20% is testing. Tell me what you test in that 20%. Yeah, so basically there are so many things. That, so you can test the, the topic itself. I, I mostly meant the topic here, right? So the content priority is about the topic. But if we are talking about testing in general, you can just test so many things. So you can test the time you post, the length, so is it short or mostly a long post that you are sharing, topics, the format, there are just so many things. That, and uh, actually, should I share my screen and show what I'm testing? Yes, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, and then I can just uh, touch the stuff sharing it. Yeah, that'd be great. So let me put it on the screen. Okay. All right. So here we have, let, yeah, everyone, for those who use or don't use shield app, this is an, I use this too. This is an invaluable tool that will, you tell them Patrick, cause you're the one who works there. I, I would not say it as good as you, but tell us what we're seeing and why this is so important with this data. Yeah. So with this, we pretty much jumped into the middle. So where we are now here on the top, you will see to, your top KPIs, right? The, the yes. performance of your posts in general. And when you scroll down here, you will see all your posts at one place that generated these numbers. Okay. And so the things that, so now, for example, we are on my profile and these are so-called labels that you can manually add to your shield dashboard to each of your content pieces. So for example, if I want to test what time is working better, I can add the, the labels 11 a.m., 11 a.m., 11 a.m. Here I posted 1 p.m. But if you want to text the format as an example, 
you can also add this this is a text this is also a text this is a video but you can also test the topic right so this post specifically was about personal branding but you can also test for example if numbered lists are working better i see on my content for example that they they perform better because people have just a clear view of i don't know what's written in the yes. post right it just makes it more clear if they see that okay this is point one point two point three Okay. Usually they perform pretty well. And yeah, if it's a short post or is it a long post, I think usually it's a good idea to start with, with shorter uh, okay. content because until you don't build a, a strong authority and thought leadership, people yeah. are less tend to, to, to read uh, like a half book from you. Right. So exactly. I think in the, in the beginning, it's, it's a good idea to start with a bit shorter posts. I agree. And you know, that 3000 character thing they're rolling out, I, I'm not a huge advocate that we need 3000 characters, right? Yeah. So short post, everyone, if you're just getting started, like, like Patrick said, let's make sure your, your headline and your banner and your entire profile is optimized. So the way you're going to be showing and talking about on your content matches exactly your headline and your, and your LinkedIn profile. I mean, because you want to do as a personal brand, you want to be exactly known for one thing to solve one problem for one audience. You know, you even might want to go down the kind of in a micro niche level to start out to get that traction. You know, it, you'll get a lot faster traction if you're very specific to one problem, one group. That's one thing I see too many people making. And so we don't really know, at least from your profile, what you do, but your profile should match your content, wouldn't you say? And okay, so we're talking about pillars, anywhere from three to five. I know you say three, I've had some people do five. Are you able to tell me, like, what are your pillars or what is the shield, some of the pillars in the shield team? Yeah, I, I can tell mine. I don't know about the others, like how, mu how much can I say about it? But yeah, so mine, for example, it's video, LinkedIn and, and personal things. So this is my, okay. my three pillars because I'm okay. also making videos on the side. So I, I want to be known about videos. Okay. Now here's one thing that really, like I was just doing my personal branding mastery and co-hosting day on my weekly show this morning. And the topic we were talking about personal branding and content and you know, there's a whole division of people on LinkedIn, anything, anybody, some people say hundred percent, you just talk about your business because you need to be known for that one thing. Then there's the other people that say, no, that's boring. No one wants to hear about that. Show some personality. Then there's the other people that say, be more personal. So like, what is your take on that? Like you just said, one of your pillars is personal. How do you define that? And what's the balance for you? Yeah. So I think in many cases, actually, people are buying into the, the team behind the product, not even just the product. Or for example, if you see, okay, so the employees of this company are experts in the things that they are talking about then maybe you are more more likely to buy from that company right yeah and so i don't think it's instagram i don't think it's facebook so it shouldn't be that personal but i think if you so show some personality that's that's definitely beneficial and both for you and both for the company as well yeah exactly because we are talking about personal brands here so you are that person as a brand branded to help people. So you want to say maybe the word personality might resonate with some people or being personable and it'll depend on you as a person, you as your new industry or your ideal audience, all that matters. There's really no cut and dry thing. You know, I hate the word. It depends, but it really applies here. So yeah, that's, so that's good. So everyone, just to recap, make sure your profile is completely uh, dialed in your picture, your banner. I even had a post yesterday about 
header or profile banners being really blank or really unclear and you're missing that opportunity. So if you're if you're watching this and you want to go to my profile from yesterday, I do have a link to 50 free templates you can grab and then customize before, you know, just to get something up because I see so many people with blank profile banners and that shouldn't be. Okay, so then we got we're going to dial in. You're going to know exactly what you want to be known for, the person you help, how you help them, have offers and all that stuff. You know exactly how you're going to be doing business. So people know exactly who you are and what you're known for. And then you're going to start getting into content. Now, pillars or themes or topics are so important to keep us in track. So that's mm -hmm. good. Now let's get even deeper here. Let's talk about the content management, how you do your calendar. Do you pre-write all your stuff? Tell me a little bit about that. Cause I know some people get really hung up in that, that process. Yeah. So actually it's just a general rule that it's useful to have a content calendar, like a week or two weeks ahead. Okay. And actually at Shield, almost everybody is doing this way. I'm the only one who is not doing it because for some reason, I just feel more inspired when I actually I'm there at writing the post. I just have more ideas at, at that moment. So usually I just come up with uh, everything that I want to say. So you day. do it in the day, that moment, the daily content that day without even pre-thinking or writing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's just me, but uh, otherwise everybody else at is doing the, the right way. So they have a, <laughs> an already made content calendar. Content calendars. That's a great thing. It's different formats and whatever works different for everybody. What do you guys use? Like, do you just like, go put in Google Docs, Evernote, like Trello? Like, where are you guys making your content calendars? Any ideas for our audience? We don't have like a unified calendar. Okay. So I think everybody is just doing for for themselves. Maybe some people have only on, as a phone note on their okay. phone. Maybe some people have in Google Docs, maybe have uh, Trello. Okay. But yeah, but we, we don't really have a unified uh, program for it. Okay. That would be a great product offering for Shield to have a side thing, like a whole content management system for the content. If you guys are listening, because you know, there's really nothing, everyone's just doing their own thing. And I'm still trying to find the perfect way to categorize content. I personally, what I do when I write and you, and I'm like you, I have ideas already written out. Sometimes I pre-write, sometimes I do it in the moment and I know I've got to pre-write, but I get inspired that day. And uh, morning posting is better, but I do every month. I'll take every post categorized by day and each month has this different Google Docs. So I can go in and look at it, but let's talk about that. That's a lot of scrolling. That's not very efficient. So we might be coming back at another time, another episode, just to talk about content management. And the reason why we talk about content and I know people are like, well, this isn't personal branding. Yes, it is. Your content defines your brand, right? So that's why I'm going on and on about this. So, so great ideas here. So let's talk about Let's talk about the mistakes. Let's talk about the mistakes, not to point fingers, but what are some of the things probably I do, maybe you do too, that you see people make on LinkedIn and how can we avoid those? Yeah, so I think definitely the the biggest mistake is posting from company pages. So it just, it just doesn't make sense in my opinion, right? So the reach of company pages is just so significantly lower than personal profiles that I think it's just a waste of time. Like okay. compared to the, the effort that you put into and the outcome is just much more uh, advice to post from personal profile. Does um, Shield work? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Does Shield do company page tracking or just profile, individual profile pages? Yeah, so we are more focused on, on uh, personal profiles and it's okay. also written on the website that is analytics for personal profiles, but okay. we also have a, a company page section. Yeah, okay. we are, we are, we want to be really transparent about it and say it's, it's actually 
nothing more that you can see on LinkedIn by yourself. But this way, you can have all your personal analytics and the company analytics at, at one dashboard that we have. Okay, because LinkedIn does give the companies a little bit more analytics than they do the personal, right? So, okay. Yeah, no, I use Shield and I like it because it tells me what the heck, I can't get that stuff right now on LinkedIn. So I, I totally, this isn't a sales thing for Shield. I just, I go to you guys because you are so knowledgeable in personal branding content. Mistakes, okay, so you're saying post on your personal page. Okay, so when I'm on my personal page, what are some of the things that we should not be doing from a data standpoint? Because we're about to get into the data part and the social selling, which is so mm -hmm. important. What do you think, Patrick? Yeah, so I think focusing too much actually on, on the numbers that you have. Okay. And coming from an analytics uh, tool company, it doesn't sound uh, good from my mouth. But yeah, I think if you if you focus too much on how many comments, how many likes, how much engagement your post receives, in comparison to focusing how much networking came out from the content that, that you created, okay. it's a mistake. So I think it's always, it's a good sign to measure the engagement and the performance of your content. Yes. Yes. But it's also important to to see okay what are the outcomes, how many messages I, I have uh, initiated with people who commented, okay. how many new relationships I I built, and so because basically that's the reason why you create the content, right? Exactly. Not for vanity metrics. I I like to have the saying, you know, do you want likes or do you want leads? Because at the end of the day, I know um, people who maybe don't get like tons and tons and tons of likes and comments, but they are just getting tons of DMs and business booked and calls. So at, we got to remind ourselves, you know, we're here to do business. This is the platform. And so it's not a vanity thing. It's, it's very important. So measure that by the amount of co conversations you're having, calls booked, you know, DMs. That's a great, that's another metric. I mean, it's a metric, but that's, you know, not the vanity metric. So that's, that's huge. Anything else as far as breaking down on the content itself and the nitty gritty? I think that's all my side. So for so company pages and and just harvesting the, the networking effects of creating content. Exactly. And, and maybe not testing actually. Do you test different formats? Like what formats are you seeing that are really from a data side getting getting lots of play? Yeah, actually, I can maybe even show it. Yeah, let's see that again. So for example, what I see on, on my content and in general, we also see it. Uh, so you can see here the icon that this is a video, this is a video. Okay. Uh, yeah, those are all the videos. And then you can see this is the number of, you can see this is the number of views that, okay. that it received. So videos uh, are tend to get significantly lower uh, number of views, but it's also important to mention that LinkedIn also counts the number of views differently. So people exactly. have to watch until a certain time, the video until it's counted as a view. Okay. And in my opinion, it's also stronger for personal branding because people can see you, people can hear you, people yes. can get the feeling of how you are as a person in comparison to text where basically they just see yes. what you wrote. Exactly. That's why I love live videos so much because people can, you know, hopefully get to know me better than that static post. So wonderful. So I'm seeing for myself sliders, carousel sliders work really well and polls very, very minimally, you know, and I do mine for market research questions, you know, mm -hmm. to gauge audience insights. That's how I use them. So, but you know, as far as commenting, let's talk about con social selling. Let's talk about for engaging. We want to talk about social selling and then the data on that. So Content is good, but then you got to go the whole connection and community route. So let's talk about how those tie in and how important it is and, and what are some of the best. Yeah. So I think social selling is, is just so much uh, more valuable than, for example, cold outreach. So cold emails and cold calls, because basically 
everything is everything is on LinkedIn, right? So yes. if you're looking for information, okay, so can we provide value to this person? You can see on their profile, you can see from the content that they are posting. And every post that you make is just a place for engagement. Yes. So maybe the person that you want to interact with, they will comment or they will like, and from there you can reach out just you know, to send thank you messages. Thank you for engaging with my content. And from there you can start the conversation. But it's the same with the, the posts that they are sharing. So for example, if, if you comment or you like their content that they posted, it's also a good start for a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But even though if you don't engage with each other's content, it's just, you are just top of mind because most likely the person already has seen you on the feed. From there, it's also so much easier to start a conversation because now I'm Patrick, who my who the future client have seen before somewhere in the feed compared to Patrick who is, who is a complete stranger, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's the best so, way to start a conversation is start. I always say it's like going into a networking room. The comment section is how to warm up and get to know people. And then they, they get to know you and then you can start. And that's another thing. If people want to, you know, get active on LinkedIn and, and are a little scared, the first step is like a baby step. I said, just get in the comments, start liking, start going after the people, not just let the feed follow you, go into hashtags, go into our other areas and, and get to know these people and, and start commenting. That's, and that's how you do it. And then you start doing your posting. Now, here's the thing commenting back on all our posts is so important but you need to go out of your little area too even when you start doing content you need to still remember to go comment on other people you know don't forget people and and just do that daily and i want to ask you though people say well gosh linkedin is certainly the place to do all this to find social selling and inbound leads won't it take all my time like to me some people say it's just not worth their time which to me i don't understand that but what do you, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn, Patrick? I know that's your job, you know, with what you do, but what do you do for LinkedIn time-wise? Like a normal day. What's your uh, normal day? Yeah, it's, it's most of my days in, on LinkedIn. So I usually start my day on with like an hour or half an hour of commenting. Okay. It's, it's just for networking, but it also for the algorithm, because what we, we see is that if you engage with other people's uh, content before you post your own content, you just get higher reach. So that's like the first hour of my day and then some social selling also the rest yes. of the day. Yes. Yeah. So if you didn't catch what Patrick said, what they're finding at Shield is before you post in the morning or whenever you do it, hopefully in the morning, earlier the better, go and engage and comment on posts. And how, off, how many posts do you think you are commenting on before you post um your content patrick i usually try to do like 10 but 10. i try but but so it takes long time because i'm not commenting just like thanks for sharing yeah. but like i'm i will try to put some yeah some no that's a thing if you're gonna not and you know honestly sometimes if i'm in a hurry i don't even like things until i know i can come back and like and comment like i never like just like i try to always attach a comment so i'll i'll try to remember to come back or i'll save posts so i know i can come back if i'm in a hurry because it's really hard for me to do it on my phone i'd rather get on my desktop but commenting is going to be such an invaluable way to form a connection people appreciate it right and um, especially if they're just kind of new on linkedin that's one of the nicest most reciprocal things you can do is just go comment on people's stuff and you're right have thoughtful insights not only that it'll show your expertise show your personality i like to say you can get your personality out really well in the comment section so get yeah, and also do that. if people find it valuable you know it will it will be placed on the top 
yeah so people see that actually you know you say smart stuff yeah it's like oh look at patrick he's you know 10 people have commented on his comment or liked his comment so that's another endorsement for you so yeah so commenting social selling which for me you know the word selling is it's really like social serving, just forming networking relationships and seeing if you're fit and then, you know, taking it off the platform. That's huge. Like take it off the platform. As much as we love LinkedIn, one of the things I want people to realize is if, if LinkedIn went away today or went down, because I did see it go down a couple of times, we got to have a way to get to people. So I really feel like an email capture or something is so important for, for your audiences and to keep in touch. So as far as I'm going to get into some data stuff, as far as social selling, any last tips on that, on some of the best practices? I can share my screen and actually show. Yeah, let's do that again. I love to see your screen. Let's yeah, do so, that. so this is another page at Shield and now we see, so for example, if we go into this specific post, then you will see data about this okay. that can be used for social selling, right? Okay. So you can see all the companies that have, that have viewed that specific post and you can see the number of people from that specific ah. company. Okay. So, this is great. Is this the plus plan or the first plan on your, your offer? Yeah, this is the, this is the plus. Yeah, the plus is the one with the audience demographics. So if you're considering that this is not a sales thing, it's just what I use and you can, I mean, why not know more about your audience? So I love this part. And I think it's just pretty useful if you use LinkedIn for social selling, right? Because you yeah. want to know if you actually reach the people that you desire to reach. Exactly. So, this is huge. Yeah. So with this, you can see if you reach the desired companies, you reach the occupations and, and also the regions. Okay. So, that's great. And also the number of people from, from these uh, areas. That is huge. Yeah. That's a whole reason why we're here. So yeah, the plus and the audience demographics are very telling. So thank you for sharing that, Patrick. Well, I know we're getting yeah. to the end of our time and I, I want to follow up with the, the few things that I always like to do. If you're going to talk about the three takeaways today about engaging content and personal branding, data and social selling, what are the three things we should take away from today, Patrick? Yeah, I think, I think stay consistent. Okay. That's a pretty useful one. Also use data. data. I guess it's something obvious, but right. Yeah. And maybe test. Okay. And try to improve because this is also a learning curve, right? Like yeah. creating content. It's not something that you're born with, but something that you develop. So testing, yeah. measuring and, and uh, consistency. Yeah. yeah. I'm big on consistency. I think we build our brands on consistency, actually that in content. Okay. So as part of my sister podcast here, I always ask because I find the answers insightful. What is your professional or what is a professional or, or personal mantra that means a lot to you that you want to share that we can take away from and learn something? Yeah, I think actually it's a pretty classic one. It's nothing that I came up with. It's like trust the process. I guess there are many other people who have the saying, right? So there are times when numbers are just not coming or you don't perform well or whatever reason, but you know that you are on the right track. You are testing different things. So I think trust the process. Trust the process. Sometimes the classic ones are the best ones. So thank you for sharing that, Patrick. So as we close out the show today, I want to ask if people want to find you or follow you and your team, where can they find you, Patrick? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. I don't know if I should uh, tell my whole name. I don't know if you have the, the link somewhere uh, for my Yeah, profile. I'll put the links. And then if you go to the Shield company page, Shield app company page, I think it lists all the employees. We can find Patrick. You're the only Patrick who works there, right? So we'll be able to find you there. But I'll put the links. Don't worry. 
And yeah, so follow you because you're really talking about personal branding data and video. So we know Patrick is really into video. So I'm looking forward to learning more about that. So thank you, Patrick, for being a guest on the Business of You show today. It's really been insightful. And I really appreciate the screen shares. So I just want to thank you all for watching today. I'm always here to answer your personal branding content questions. And I just want to thank everyone today. It's been such a wonderful way to learn more about content, engaging content. So thank you everyone for today. And I just want to say, we'll catch you next time. We'll see you later. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You know, we definitely need more impactful entrepreneurs like you out there. So if you'd like to learn more about how I can help you build your personal brand to grow your business, please check out yourbrandyourbusiness.com. And until next time, you have a brand to build, a message to share, and people to impact. Now go put yourself out there and watch the business of you grow.